Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. For each week, we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. D.D. Palmer, the founder of Chiropractic, wrote, The principles which compose the science of chiropractic have existed as long as animals have had backbones. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding on the principles that are the foundation of chiropractic that were founded over 100 years ago. As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. In the mid-1880s, D.D. Palmer desired to know why some people suffered from symptoms and disease. He wished to know the difference between two individuals living in the same community and conditions, yet two different physical states of well-being. He desired to learn the differences between two individuals, one who was healthy and one who was sick. He wanted to learn the cause of disease. Well, the development of the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic were brought on by D.D. Palmer, which were founded on the principles of the body's physiological functions, not just the study of anatomy or the structure or just the study of dysfunction or disease. He was looking at biological functions. You see, D.D. Palmer created a new profession from the philosophy of principles relating to well-being or biological life. The definition of biology in context to biological life is the physiology, behavior, and other qualities of, our, of a particular organism. In this case, he was studying the human organism. And so D.D. Palmer wanted a profession that understood the principle to physiology of health and well-being and what interfered with normal function. What separated the two individuals living in the same community and same conditions, yet two different physical states of well-being? Early viewpoints on health and well-being centered on the relationship between normal function of the body equating health when there were no signs of disease, the body was healthy. These early viewpoints viewed health as the non-entity and disease as the entity. Now, entities and non-entities are literally just scientific terms to describe things with distinct and independent existence. Uh, for example, the easiest way I can describe uh, an example would be darkness is the non-entity and light is the entity. Darkness is only present when light is absent. There are less photons present. Another way of looking at it is the presence of light takes over the absence of the light darkness. So darkness is uh, the absence of light. 
And I know that sounds confusing and it might just be splitting hairs, but it is a big deal when it comes to physiology and biological principles. You see, the manifestation of darkness is only perceivable with the absence of light. That's a scientific fact. And so early viewpoints on health had the non-entity and um, had health as the non-entity and disease as the entity. And things just didn't uh, make sense in Dee Dee's head. And so uh, he studied and researched uh, and realized that people had no signs of disease or physical uh, limitations of matter um, also suffered life-ending biological processes. They literally would die, and they didn't always have that um, that sign or warning. And so, and that's still evident today with the example of cancer or heart disease. You can have no warning signs until the end is very near. And Dee Dee had a different viewpoint after uh, years of investigation about health and well-being. And he wrote, um, he wrote about it, he wrote a lot, and one was on a new pers perspective based on the principles that have existed as long as animals have had backbones, which he wrote about. And they weren't just being utilized in a practical manner. And so he proposed his early teachings and writings in the, what they term the Palmer Green Books that disease is not the entity, but rather a process that has veered away from health, which is the entity. And so this was a new way, a new professional way of looking at health and well-being. And there has been much discussion on it over the course of the past hundred uh, some years that our profession has been around. And I'll give you a simple example again. If you use light and darkness as the example on health and disease correlating to the light and the darkness as the entity and the non-entity, disease would be the darkness in the room. And when you take that dimmer switch and lower the amount of light, which is health, disease would present itself. And when light is lessened, you, lessened, you have more of an opportunity or an area for uh for dysfunction or disease to occur or manifest or express itself. D.D. Palmer wrote about this. He stated, disease consists of a change in structure, position, or function. Disease is a disturbed condition, functions performed abnormally, in too great of a degree or not enough. It's not something foreign to the body, which by some means enters it. It is a thing of enemy which we have to fight. Disease does not involve any new functional express which it did not already possess. Disease is a manifestation of too much or not enough energy. Energy is liberated force in the living being. It is known as vital force. Pathology is modified physiology. Pathological operations are physiological acts modified. Processes which are pathological are but modified functional movements. Physiological impulses may become pathological in their expression. So Didi wrote all of that and he expressed that based off of his research and his clinical experience in 
helping people manifest more health through his early magnetic healing years, which turned into chiropractic adjustments, which we discussed on a previous podcast episode. Check that one out if you haven't listened to it. So Dee Dee spent years of research and clinical practice to create a new way of looking at um, the health spectrum is what I would say. And this spectrum is correlated into our profession with a viewpoint that disease or infirmity is the non-entity and health or function is the entity. And disease or infirmity are present when health or function are absent. Now, you can have parts of the body (laughs) that have disease or infirmity and parts of the body that have health or function. And you can have whole aspects of the body that are diseased or infirmed, if that's a word, or infirmity. And you can have whole parts of the body that are healthy and functioning well. So we are not going to split hairs on that arena right now. We are discussing more of what has transcended um, over the past hundred some years in our profession and where it started since this is September. We like to put some history on chiropractic. And when the body self-heals or creates new cells, tissues, and overall well-being through the body's inner recuperative power or that vital force that D.D. Palmer talked about that is within every living, breathing organism, um, creates a coordinated state of function within the body that can take over areas of altered structure uh, position or function and drive that emptiness of infirmity out of the body with new structure and new position and new function that is more functional or more coordinated for the overall state of homeostasis or a a body that's working together. So this inner recuperative power or vital force within the body are the principles of the body's physiological functions that Didi talked about in that quote. And what he discovered is the body innately has this force or intelligence of self-healing, self-coordination, and self-function. And the, the purpose of understanding this is this is the entity that chiropractic is founded on, and this is the focus that chiropractors like to put their hat on. They like to discuss that uh, when you are under chiropractic care, we are trying to find interference, interference to this inner intelligence or self-healing, self-coordinating, self-functioning state that is within every living body. Because the physiology within our bodies want wants to express normal function. That's the biological principles that DD founded in our profession and BJ developed. And you see, it just needs a complete state of structure, position, and functional efficiency to express itself. And so functional efficiency in the context uh, as in how is your body operating as the entity and how much vital force is being expressed because the the force, the energy, the intelligence um, is expressed through the tissue, through the matter. And that isn't anything new because the modern consensus in the healthcare world, including the chiropractic profession, They state in writing, you can see this online, you can see this in um, published journals, you can see this um, 
it's just a, it's a written known that your well-being is not related to the absence of disease or symptoms. It's correlated to levels of complete states of well-being or complete states of functional efficiency. And so the chiropractic viewpoint on well-being within the human body has a perspective that merges the vitalistic and the mechanistic proponents to biological processes. And um, that is correlating exactly to the current consensus of uh, the World Health Organization that states a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity is the definition of health. And that relates to functional efficiency, uh, which states that living beings require vital forces that unite the trillions of cells together in a unified expression of wholeness or well-being. So D.D. Palmer was a uh, hundred years ahead of his time. And when he founded this profession on this viewpoint that biological life within the human body are guided by actions within through an inner intelligence, and this principle has existed as long as animals have had backbones, he was laying the foundation for our viewpoint to focus on what is there, not what is absent. And we got to remember that more now than ever before, that all of us have this inner intelligence, this inner recuperative power to express more biological uh, function or functional efficiency. We just need to remove interference to it or we need to support it in ways that it wants to be expressed. And so there you have it. There's another episode on today's tick. I hope you enjoyed this one and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far-reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risks associated 
with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.